the terrorist operators in the medical field are right now ramping up again for, you know what, another cold and flu season. And they apparently want to continue with their new motto, which seems to be first do harm and do as much of it as you can get away with. Now, schools are going to begin soon, and the cold and flu season viruses are going to be doing what they have done for likely millennia. Uh, but that's not the real issue. We must keep things in perspective at all times. And the real issue is this, and we must never lose focus on it. The real issue is the taking down of America and making it a full communist state so that the global communist reset can make its debut. That seems to be where we're heading. That is the real issue. And that is the beast we must ultimately destroy if America is going to survive. This is Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip, and I'm very happy to have you with us today. Um, I've got a couple really interesting people that I want to introduce to you in a couple of minutes. But let's understand this. If I and millions of other Americans have anything to say about this onslaught and this tyranny that we are facing, and I believe we do have a say in that, um, then the new assault using COVID, using the oppression that comes all the way through every government agency and many state agencies, including state medical boards and the Federation of State Medical Boards, I would say that if we have any say in that, then it is not going to happen. And that has to be our goal. We have taken quite a pounding from the enemies in recent years since the mutiny of medicine first transpired. Now, it's been going on for decades, perhaps, but it began in earnest with the COVID-19 man-made pandemic. Our greatest enemy right now is not China. It is not Russia. It is not Ukraine. It is our own government. And our founders warned us. George Washington spelled it out in his farewell address. He said, beware because if any of the parties arise and become a superpower within our own government, we are in for a time of severe distress. And that time of testing is now. It is here. It is in our face. And we can no longer deny it. We can no longer ignore it. We have to confront the dragon and slay it. And I say that with all serious right, seriousness right now. The, the writing is on the wall, and that very much confuses a lot of people because they keep on asking, what is really going on? I mean, why are they doing all of these crazy things? And we have to stop asking those silly questions and understand the very clear answers to those questions. They are out to get us. And so we are not paranoid. It just makes good sense that we need to raise our awareness to understand that we are under attack. Well, today I have two guests with me. Both of them are medical doctors and 
they are the type of people who are actually on the front line fighting for a free America. Now, the front, when you're on the front line, it's always a very bloody battle. So any of us who are deciding to take a stand and to really make a difference, meaning to preserve our freedom, to preserve our rights as individual humans who have God-given rights, to protect an honest and good form of medicine— rather than all of the nonsense, the propaganda we have heard for the last several years, you know, we are going to pay a price if we speak the truth to you. And the two people that I have with me today have been paying a price. The struggle goes on, but it is also where the rubber meets the road on that front line. That is where we are going to defeat the enemy. I have a Dr. Rainy Moon on today. She is a board-certified pediatrician with over 20 years of clinical experience. She is an educator who has trained thousands of medical students and residents, and she is a tremendous asset to the field of medicine. She has an MD degree and biochemistry degrees from Washington University in St. Louis. She also has risen to the challenge of woke medicine and has boldly and truthfully expressed her personal and professional views that reflect very well on her character, as you will soon see. I also have as a guest today, Dr. Eric Dover. He is a family medicine physician and a staunch activist, originally from Milwaukee, Oregon, I believe, in the Portland area, uh, where all that craziness is going on right now. Eric currently resides in Texas, but um, he has been uh, taking on the battle of medical tyranny, specifically with the Oregon Medical Board. He does have expertise in medical malpractice, in disability, and in clinical practice. He actually has published a book, uh, a chapter in a book called Functioning as a Physician in a Regulatory Environment. The book, Risk Management, Liability Insurance and Asset Protection Strategies for Doctors and Advisors, Best Practices from Leading Consultants and Certified Medical Planners. Eric is an MD from UCLA and currently is no longer practicing medicine, but as I said, resides in Texas and continues to fight the battle. Well, today's topic is this. The COVID scammers are renewing their vows of tyranny. We need to recognize what they are doing. The COVID pandemic itself is, has been long over. I mean, it's done for. It was man-made. The virus was weaponized, and the messenger RNA shots are a bioweapon. No questions about it. The evidence is before us. And now they are coming for us again. And for that reason, you must be informed. No more excuses. You see the harm being done. We are witnessing the sudden deaths, the heart disease, strokes, cancers, infertility. The specter of death among the vaccinated is everywhere, and we are seeing it. It can no longer be hidden. Who are the bad actors in this war that is using medicine for leverage? While well, we know Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, the so-called experts in virology, immunology, vaccine research, global health, and let's face it, they are experts in scamming people. 
There are the federal and global agencies, the CDC, NIH, World Health Organization, NIAID, the NEA, the National Education um, Association, and the entire Obama-Biden administration. Folks, we got people attacking us from every which way. And then we have the state actors, like the state medical boards, the Federation of State Medical Boards, hospital CEOs, and it includes all of them. The Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, Cleveland Clinic, UC San Francisco Med Center, doctors and nurses, the great majority of them are pushing the party line, which goes against every aspect, every good principle of sound medicine. But thanks to God, there are some good actors and the few who aren't afraid to speak the naked, honest truth, even though they are surrounded by evildoers, by those who would want to completely and utterly destroy them. So let's bring a couple of them on now. Dr. Moon, I'd like to start with you. Would you just briefly describe your recent woes so you can give people an understanding of, um, of what's been going on with you? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I, I have to start with my usual disclaimer, which is that my views are my own personal views, and I'm not here representing any uh, past or present employer or other entity. Uh, so so I, I grew up in America proud, proud American. Uh, I was born to parents who fled from communism. So I was born first generation here, attended school, did everything according to the book, you know, earned my certificates, earned my degrees, and have really honestly just practiced pediatric medicine for my whole career. And to give you just a really quick summary of what's happened uh, during the course of my career, I've also taught at um, a variety of different medical schools. I've literally taught thousands of medical students, residents, and interns uh, throughout my career. And most recently, as the pandemic uh, hit, was was working part-time for a medical school in Washington State, where um, you know I just I just taught two half days a week discussion groups with the first and second year medical students. And during that time became very worried about the dangers of this uh, COVID-19, uh, shot for our nation's children for all the obvious reasons I think that we all see. And so I took personal time. You know, it wasn't a day where I was teaching at the school. I took personal time off that week uh, from my teaching, had substitutes for my students uh, that were found like we always do when, when faculty takes a leave uh, for personal reasons. And I had been invited to speak at the Senator Johnson event in Washington, D.C. as a, as a concerned pediatrician. So I, I flew to Washington, D.C. I, I spoke about my concerns about the dangers of this product for our nation's kids and, quite frankly, really said nothing that was even controversial. I mean, the, the things that I said were factual and not even controversial. In That was in December of 2022. In March of this year, I received a memo from my medical school stating a, a bunch of concerns, and that memo is now public so the listener can, can find it. But two of the concerns were from the medical school that they stated it was their ethical obligation to report the words that I'd spoken at a hearing in Washington, D.C. at the request of a U.S. senator at a fact-finding event. They stated that it was their ethical obligation to report those words uh, to the Medical Commission of Washington State because, quote, I may have spoken misinformation. 
so just very chilling, um, honestly, especially to someone like me who whose family fled from this type of tyranny. And yeah, that that's a that's a blatant free speech uh, violation, is it not? Yeah, I can't get into you know the what the allegations may or may not be ultimately, but clearly it's it's very wrong. I think the uh, American citizens can see that, you know, silencing a, a concerned pediatrician who chooses to speak on her own time at a U.S. Senate hearing. Uh, I just don't have words for that. And so let me make this clear, Dr. Moon, what is it that they really want you to do? Did they mention that, you know, when they reported you, the, the memo came out, what, what do they expect of you? Well, they didn't really say in the memo, as you read the memo, it, it just says that, that they felt it was their ethical obligation to report me, which again, you're only reported to the, to the medical commission of your state when someone is after your license. And that typically happens when there's a reason to believe that you've committed malpractice, right? I, you know, I, this was no, there was no allegation that I had done something to a, a specific patient. I, I have a clean record of patient care. I've actually never had any lawsuits against me. I've never had any actions by any state medical board against me in over 25 years of clinical practice. That, that wasn't the allegation. The allegation was that I had spoken words that they didn't approve of. And, um, Ultimately, a few months later, my annual faculty contract was to be renewed. It's renewed every year, and they decided not to renew my contract, uh, thereby uh, effectively terminating my employment with the school. Wow, that's amazing. But wait a minute. Couldn't you have just played ball with them? I mean, you probably knew what they were getting at, what they wanted to hear from you. Uh, Why couldn't you just uh, give them what they wanted and continue living happily ever after in your practice? Well, because I've seen, I've, I've, I have too much direct knowledge of people harmed by this shot. I have to speak out. It's, it's my ethical obligation to speak out, and you know, as a practicing physician, to see uh, and to have direct knowledge of people who have been hurt by this uh, genetic shot. It, it's my obligation to speak out. I, to, I took a Hippocratic oath, right, to do no harm, and, right. and this has directly interfered with my ability to honor that oath. Okay, so you're no longer going to be teaching at the Washington Medical School. School is that the conclusion of this whole thing? Yeah, they terminated uh, my employment with them by not renewing my annual contract after sending me the the memo that I'm referring to. Yeah, so I'm um, no longer teaching there. So, and I so this sounds like it's it's really not well founded at all. The, the accusations, if there are any, other than you know stating that you spoke. Uh, you spoke with neutrality, you spoke facts. Um, somehow they still think that you are an enemy. You are opposing what is good in medicine, right? Well, I I can't put words into the, yeah, I can't speak for the school, I guess. I can only speak for myself and say that what I have seen in medical education just across the board, regardless of which medical school, I've seen this real... Um, this real focus on following the party line and not deviating from that at all. Uh, And that's come into medicine the last few years, right? This idea that we can't question anything when it comes to certain You know, maybe you should have contacted Dr. Dover (laughs) earlier. Let me, let me go to you, Dr. Dover. You wrote a chapter titled functioning as a physician in a regulatory environment. Now that sounds exactly like, What Dr. Moon has been doing, she has been trying to function as a physician in a regulatory environment, but obviously 
She could not play ball with the team. She could not hold to the party line for what seemed to be pretty straightforward, obvious reasons, uh, i.e. evidence of, of medical harm. Uh, so, Dr. Dover, um, is Dr. Moon, I mean, how did she mess up? Is, is she dysfunctional? Uh, well, thank you, Dr. Steve, for having me on the show. And it's a pleasure uh, being in the presence of Dr. Moon, who has taken a huge step. Let me just start off real quick with my favorite uh, uh, medicine-related quote. It comes from Dr. Benjamin Rush, who was the personal physician of George Washington, President George Washington. And he said, quote, unless we put medical freedom into the Constitution, the time will come when medicine will organize into an undercover dictatorship to restrict the art of healing to one class of men and deny equal privileges to others. The Constitution of the Republic should make a special privilege for medical freedoms as well as religious freedom, unquote. Um, no true words have been spoken. And uh, what Dr. Moon has done is she stepped on the toes of some very important people. Um, Dr. Haney and Dr. Record, who uh, uh, made these complaints about her, and I know uh, Dr. Moon may not be able to say much about it, but I can because I've read it and I can, you know, I can relate what I've read. But uh, she stepped on it. These guys are intermediaries. They're 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 brainwashed uh, minions that, in some way or another, they're benefiting financially from this situation. Well, what Dr. Moon did is she exposed what's going on with this this experimental genetic mRNA shot that really has never been tested on human beings. It was tested on animals and almost 100% of them died. And now we find out they've been giving this shot to people or to, uh, 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 to the, the uh, pork industry, to pigs. And so since 2017, we don't know who's been getting it as far as these companies or the, the specific farmers, but we've been exposed to mRNA if you've been eating pork, very possibly. So um, in regards to Dr. Moon, again, she has she stepped on the wrong toes. Um, it's a very precarious and dangerous situation to come up against the pharmaceutical industry. Um, people die mysteriously in, in, in those types of situations. Or like with Karen Kingston, who I, I won't go into who she is, but uh, people can look her up. Uh, she fled to Mexico out of fear for her life because she uh, has been speaking out in regards to this uh, mRNA uh, experimental COVID shot. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the big problem. There's very powerful entities out there. And the most powerful one, at least in our country, is probably the Federation of State Medical Boards. They don't necessarily control, but they have a, a significant amount of power over these medical boards. And the Federation is a nonprofit. It's a 501c6, which means it can take uh, anonymous donations the only thing they have to show is the amount that was given. They don't show who it came from or even the address it came from. And then they can use that in any way they want to in regards to lobbying. So we don't know what they've been getting or what they haven't been getting or from who. We know the amounts. And, you know, when you've got a guy that's a, a CEO, uh, and I, I can't pronounce his name. Um, it's an Indian name of some sort. He's making like $850,000 a year as the head of the Federation of State Medical Boards. So... That should be an indication that we've got problems right there. Right. Okay. So well, what you're saying is that uh, regardless of the oath that we take as medical doctors, we have no longer a right to fulfill that obligation. We, we've become uh, practitioners of the state. And if we do not follow their party line, then they destroy us. They get rid of us. 
And what does that mean uh, for the American public and for the world? Uh, let me just ask you, Dr. Moon, in a more concrete way. The cold and flu season is almost here again. Will our nation's children be harmed with another round of abuse this fall? And how will that happen and why will it happen? Well, I think, you know, for the for the coming fall, I think I think parents need to just understand. And, and I think most of them do at this point that that this virus has a statistical zero risk to your child in terms of a fatality, like your child is going to live through the COVID-19 infection. In fact, your child has most likely already had the infection and been fine. You know, there's always a chance of a hospitalization, but with any virus for dehydration or, you know, things, but, but in terms of a fatality, your, your child's going to be okay. And I think it's important to remember that we can't play into the fear that is being uh, thrown at us from every angle, from magazines, from mainstream media, just, just from everywhere. Uh, as I see patients around the country, I'm, I'm you know, I, I have all my licenses. I'm not, I'm still seeing patients in various locations around the nation in temporary work. I um, I see parents who, who for the most part, are agreeing, and they don't want their child tested for all sorts of viruses. You know, why why would you need to know if your child has COVID? Your child has a virus. You know, we do the same things for any virus. So encourage fluids. Make sure that um, you're not seeing any red flags, and your your physician can talk to you about what those are. But just just watch your child carefully. But but there's really no reason to go through all the shenanigans that they're trying to to implement, um, and that they have tried to implement over the last several years. We've we've just ended up harming our kids' mental health and our own mental health with with all of this. Absolutely, and physical health, wow. uh, and and social health, uh, everything. It, I agree with that. Uh, now, Doctor Dover, you mentioned Doctor Benjamin Rush. I mean that that quote is astounding. That he had the insight. This is uh, George Washington's phys private physician, and for him to say that medicine would become corrupted and abusive way back then, that was insightful. And it sure makes me wish that we did have some kind of a constitutional clause protecting free medicine, but obviously we didn't do it. And as you said, we got a bunch of useful idiots right now in medicine who are uh, participating in this unrestricted warfare that is taking us down. But let me just ask you, just from the heart, Dr. Dover, how is it that state medical boards uh, are not only allowed to do this, but they actually participate, for example, in the COVID scam. I know there's been a lot of others, but how do they justify doing this? Is this pure evil or do they have some other grounds for, or basis for their arguments? Well, Steve, uh, medicine has been captured, as you know. Uh, it's been captured by the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, back when I was training, back in the uh, late 70s and early 80s, um, you know, the, the pharmaceutical companies just weren't that powerful. In fact, when I first started training, as a, even as an intern, we didn't have anything but just bovine or porcine insulin. We didn't have, you know... Lantus or Humalog or even Humalin insulin. It just, it just wasn't there. So what's happened is it started off as very positive in regards to the pharmaceutical companies. But as I said, as they became more powerful and as they seem to be taken over by more psychopathic people, they've captured it. And what's, what's happened is, is that these state medical boards are, uh, 
this stuff is put in place to begin with. When you're chosen to be on a state medical board, they've been watching you for a while. I don't know how it works in every state. I know how it works in Oregon. And in Oregon, to be on the medical board, they have to have so many physicians, and they have to come from, they have to be recommended from the uh, state medical board or from the state medical association. You have, you, you have a, a podiatrist from their state medical association, a PA, you know, on and on, and then a couple of uh, uh, public uh, individuals. So what they're doing is they're choosing for these people. And you get some real oddballs. Again, I can't speak for the entire United States, but I can speak for Oregon. And Oregon's got some real uh, dysfunctional, psychopathic people that are, you know, have been on the board and that are on the board and who kind of ran the show was, uh, used to be Kathleen Haley, who was the executive director. Now it's uh, a woman that was her protege, uh, uh, Nicole uh, Krishnaswamy. But uh, yeah, th- this is set in place. And I think the government, uh, the state government is behind it to some degree. I can't, again, I can't speak for every state, but I do know that if you you go in Oregon and you want to file a federal suit against the medical board, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to get it's going to get denied. It's going to get thrown out well, because well, these Eric, people are friends with each other. Huh? Yes, exactly. Well, that's exactly what I did when they took me down for not masking uh, and saying that I was an immediate threat and danger to the people. I sued them in, fe- in federal law, uh, the federal uh, court rather. And um they shut me down by further attacking me with a second wave. And now my case, as it stands, is uh, awaiting my appeal in the Oregon Supreme Court. But what everything you have said, I can validate. That is exactly what happened to me. And uh, as far as what you're describing as the psychopaths, um, it's hard to disagree with that because these people uh, cannot use logic. They cannot speak the truth. They are literally unable to reason with respect to any good medicine or anything actually truthful or factual. So you're right. So, I mean, how, how do we explain this widespread brainwashing that we are seeing in medicine? I mean, how does it differ from the Nazi German uh, when they were uh, killing the Jews, you know, massively? Well, it's, <laughs> It's hard to differentiate between the two. Uh, it looks like Anthony Fauci may be the greatest mass murderer this world has ever seen, um, or at least you know part of that gang of mass murderers. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it, here's something I, I'd like to add. This is how things work, and this is where the Federation of State Medical Boards uh, comes into play. I have a document. In fact, I, I'll give my website at the end of this, uh, or you can add it on uh, if you want to. But I've got the document up there, and it's from nine. 1997 from the Federation of State Medical Boards, and it comes from uh, one of their committees, and they adopted this, and what it was is to attack, attack uh, integrative medicine doctors. Now, an integrative medicine doctor is someone that, that is a licensed medical physician, either a DO or an MD, and they practice not only allopathic medicine, but uh, naturopathic medicine. Uh, so they, they've integrated the two. And what this document says in plain English is that they consider those integrative medicine doctors to basically be quacks 
and that they're going to come after them because number one is there's and they, they give the numbers they show how many more visits are, are, are occurring with integrative medicine doctors as opposed to pure allopathic medicine doctors and they also uh, talk about the amount of money that's being spent to see these integrative medicine doctors instead of spending that money on allopathic doctors so it's it's like we've always seen in medicine although we used to see it between specialties as far as turf wars now we're we're seeing it at a, a completely different level it has more to do with uh you know who you are what you think how you practice and dr moon stepped right into that right i mean she all she did was present some factual information and you know as i said the 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 medical boards uh the one in washington california uh, i sent them a whole list of articles showing without a doubt that there's a market increase in myositis or myocarditis and that's not coming from just some guy that's sitting behind a computer at his home looking at articles that comes that's data that's coming from the the military that's data that's coming from there the vaccine adverse uh, events. Yes. I mean, it's coming from around the world. It is. Well, let me get back to Dr. Moon. Okay, because Dr. Moon, you you come from a background where your parents were in communist uh, bloc nations. How would you compare this global Holocaust that we are experiencing now with the Jewish Holocaust? I mean, uh, how close are the similarities? Just briefly. Yeah, I hear about those from my parents. My my dad has now passed, but my mom um, is still alive and and shares with me that you know the same sort of psychological aspects that we're seeing today were were present back in those days. She saw it firsthand. This this idea that first of all the citizens were uh, were warned that communism was coming into their nation and by by other nations, and they they said no, it could it could never happen here. You know, here referring to her communist homeland. Eventually, uh, they could never happen here. We're, we have we're a civilized country. We have a constitution. We have like this would never happen here, and yet it did. And so we're seeing these same parallels. My my mom, as a college student, saw a professor be purged from. Uh, from her, I mean, from her school for speaking about Mendelian genetics. And she was actually in an adjacent room when they came for him. Um, she, he, he knew she was there. And so he just sort of gently propped the door open a little bit more so she could hear, but she heard them berating him and just, just coming after him for teaching Mendelian genetics. And then they took him away and she never saw him again. And I've spoken of this previously, and I thought it was other faculty that came for him. My mom has since corrected me and said, no, it was it was actually the equivalent of the KGB. It was actually the the police that came for him because he was not speaking uh, what the the party line told him to speak. So so my point is this. this is this has happened in history uh, over and over again. You know, the same foundation that we're seeing now for tyranny to come in has happened over and over again. And, you know, my family, like the millions of other people fled from this, from their communist homeland, because it was it was a living hell. And we need to hold our ground here in America. We need to push back against this with everything that we have, because once this becomes uh, seated and hardened in our society, it, it, it will be over. We will not be able to do anything. This is the time where we need to push back against this uh, unless people have another idea for a different nation to flee to, you know, my, my I'm not saying that jokingly. I'm, I'm very serious. My family, oh, no, the, America, and the point, 
The point is yeah. well taken. We are now against the ropes. We are there. And I think you've answered the question. There really is no difference between the Jewish Holocaust and the global Holocaust we're seeing right now. Well, we are going to take a short pause and I shall return and bring this to a very strong conclusion. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Well, I am back. This is Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Rotulli. And with me today, I have two wonderful guests, Dr. Rennie Moon and Dr. Eric Dover. My program does air on Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And I would encourage you all to please go to AmericaOutloud.com for my articles, for past podcasts, uh, every uh, program that uh, is aired goes to podcasts a day or two later. But also, if you go to AmericaOutloud.news, .news is the new website, and that is where you can access every article and podcast from some really tremendous patriots 
who have simply one goal in mind, and that is to speak the truth without censorship in order to save America. Because as Dr. Moon said, we are at a crisis point right now. So I would please encourage everyone listening, please commit to spreading this information far and wide. We do have a nation to save. Our country is being threatened as never before. And that means that you and I, the people of America, can and will decide the fate of our country. Well, our guests today, Dr. Moon and Dr. Dover, have some profound things to say. And I really do hope that the world hears their message because the tyranny does affect us all and it is escalating incrementally uh, in a very, very um, subtle but definite way. Now, Dr. Dover, you uh, have had your own dealings with the Oregon Medical Board, and you discussed this on your website, and that's drdoversomb.weebly.com. Dr. Dover, somweebly.com. And you mentioned there, Dr. Dover, um, a term that you used that that caught my eye, bullying and rankism as the state medical board's tactics that are used to take down good medical doctors. Now, I've discussed this abuse of state medical boards quite extensively uh, on this show in the past, how they have sham hearings, fake expert witnesses, and absolutely no due process. And that allows the boards, the state medical boards, to do whatever they want in destroying medical doctors who don't swallow the party line. How can we change this and what is it going to take? Dr. Dover. Uh, well, Steve, first of all, the, the website is Dr. Dover, VS, like versus, VS, OMD.com. So drdovervsomb.weebly.com. You just put in Dr. Eric Dover and uh, Oregon Medical Board, it'll pop right up. Okay. Um, yeah, we're, we're in quite a quandary here. And the only way it's going to change, in fact, I was just talking to somebody about this a day or two ago, uh, that, um, you know, I, I understand physicians being concerned about their, their livelihood, their families, uh, being able to pay the bills, et cetera. But, you know, it's like the old saying goes, you know, they, they came for me and no one, or they, they came for so-and-so that only stood up and then finally it gets to me and there's no one there left to stand up. Doctors have got to stand up, but doctors, and again, I hate to say this, but doctors are a squirrely bunch. I don't, I personally have never, you know, I've been around medical people for a decades. And I've been around some awesome medical people. Like when I did my medical school training and internship and residency at Harbor UCLA County Medical Center I mean, Hospital. I mean, that was an incredible environment to learn and, and thrive in. I mean, it kicked your butt, but I mean, but you got to do a lot and see a lot. But then there's another whole group of doctors. They're like the kids that were in school that when they, you know, you'd switch papers to correct each other. I'm not really for that, but they're the kids that couldn't wait to get one where they could just mark off all the wrong stuff that they possibly could. They're, they're not happy with themselves. Um, in fact, I, there was a guy that was the head of uh, the ICU at uh, UCLA, Dr. Parker. 
And uh, he was incredibly abusive to everybody. And uh, a guy that uh, I knew that was in my class eventually actually ended up running for governor of uh, Oregon at one point. Um, he just said, well, he just, you know, he has, he just doesn't feel happy about himself, et cetera. And I just said, that's, that's a very poor excuse to berate and abuse other people because you're not happy with yourself. Um, so I, I think we've got a whole group of doctors, and I'd say at least 50%, that just are not trustworthy, honest uh, players in the field. I, at this point, I am very reticent to tell anybody to trust any information that a doctor tells them without looking into it incredibly thoroughly, whether well, it be medications. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think I think you're giving some very, very good advice, uh, Dr. Dover. And, and I think actually when you say 50 percent of the medical community cannot be trusted, I actually think that you're being generous there. OK, because yeah, probably this <laughs> Yeah, the system's broke, absolutely broke, and there is nothing but compromise everywhere we look. Now, Dr. Moon, you have been really heavily persecuted. Why don't you just quit medicine? I mean, why are you still in this fight? I mean, right? You're, you're moving on here, aren't you? Yeah, I don't. Um, like I said earlier, my, my family fled from this. I, there is nowhere else to flee, and we need to hold our ground. We're, we're Americans, and this is our nation. And I would say that we have, you know, yes, we have a number of bad players in the world of medicine, like in any field, but we also have very, very good physicians who are ethical and honest and kind. And I think that what we are um, experiencing right now is a real deficiency in courage. We, we need them to find the courage to speak out and to make this change. I, I can see it as I, I, I can't state examples, but I can see it. I can see the ones who are squirming in their seats as, as you know, those of us who are speaking out, say what we have to say, because they understand what I think they're doing though, is they are thinking that by staying silent, they will somehow uh, save their treasure, right? They'll somehow save their boat or their uh, home or their, you know, whatever, it is that they think they hold dear. I would, I would say to please look at history and realize that they will come for all of us. They, they are coming for all of us. This, this is a system that cannot work for any of us. And look in the eyes of your children and your grandchildren and understand that by not speaking out right now, you are sacrificing their future. We, not, we need and not only their Right. Not only their future as a medical doctor, but I, I could not agree more with you. They think that their silence will somehow vindicate them or that this problem will just go away. And absolutely, it will not. It will not go away. It cannot go away. We have such a powerful enemy, such a um, an evil enemy that is so focused on the tyranny that they will have to be stopped. And this applies not only to medicine, but every single field. I mean, isn't it? I mean, look at our judicial system. The DOJ has been weaponized. Our, our economy is crashing and it's all intentional. Is it not? Yeah, well, we, we really, it's, it's interesting, right? Because we really all are the enemy by staying silent, right? We're all taking part in the system. The system doesn't exist without people making it function. It's, it's that, you know, it's that quote, I, I just was doing my job. 
you know, how many times have we heard that in world history? I was just doing my job in, in times that were just evil and, and terrible. We, we need everyone to realize that they are an important part of this whole process. And by stepping out of the process and saying, no, I'm not going to take part in this. That's how it shuts down. We need enough people to do that and to find the courage to do that because this does not end well for, for again, we're all in the same boat as Americans. We're all in one boat together and we either we either continue to stay afloat or we sink and right now right now we're sinking oh yeah and uh you know i i've got to commend uh, a, a medical doctor like eric dover now eric you have not practiced medicine since 2000 uh, 2011 and here you are still in this fight still going after the corrupt and sinister Oregon medical board. Um, I commend you for that. And Dr. Rennie Moon, I mean, what you're, what you're saying is, look, I, I'm not out of here. I'm not going to quit medicine. I'm not going to run away from the problem. I'm going to face it and attack it. And I think this is exactly the attitude that is going to save America. Um, Dr. Dover, what, what has kept you in this fight? Um, <laughs> I guess it kind of comes back, and I don't know if I ever even answered your question about the bullying and rankism, but I, I've never done well with bullies in my life. I've always faced bullies whenever the time came, not because I'm necessarily even the biggest person. It's just, it's, it's like the saying goes. It, it, isn't, it isn't the size of the dog in the fight. It's the fight in the dog, right? Exactly. So that's... I guess that's where it comes from for me. I don't like seeing people being bullied. I've spoken to enough of other physicians that have just had their lives destroyed, their families destroyed. Uh, there's one gentleman in Eugene. He had his license. It was only restricted for opiates. He doesn't know who made the complaint. He doesn't know what the complaint is. He's been told he did something criminal, yet he's never been charged in any court. And here it's been almost 10 years. It was only supposed to be a five-year restrict, uh, restriction for opiates only. And he, they still won't give him his license back. Um, that's you. That's bullying. His boys both, he has twin boys and both of them both have PTSD and anxiety disorders. He lives in a rusty old RV. You know, his, his wife divorced him. He lives in a rusty old RV. He can't even get a, a decent job. He tried to, to drive a bus and because of what was on his license in regards to the medical board, they wouldn't hire him as a bus driver even. So it's, they're using, they're bullying people with their power and their position. And as you mentioned, as I alluded to earlier, as far as the courts, they're, they're criminal. They're as criminal as can be. You, you, I, I'm not even sure the Supreme Court is any good, but definitely the district courts are not even worth your time. They're, Absolutely. They're just, Absolutely. They're just a waste. Yeah. They are. Um, I, I can verify that. And um, I know many medical doctors as well in Oregon who were practicing pain medicine and they were good at what they did. And I don't know if you know this even, but uh, half of my medical practice was pain and addiction medicine. And I ran a tight ship and I did an awful lot of good for people. I, uh, I had so many people whose lives were changed for the better. They were functional, happy. They were not abusing drugs. They were off the streets and recovering their lives. And the Oregon Medical Board doesn't like that. I mean, the state medical boards don't like that. They don't like success in real medicine. And it is for the very reason you said. They are communists to the core. They want to destroy us. They don't want people getting better. And that's why in Oregon, they even allowed, you know, the magic mushrooms. They legalized cocaine, heroin. You could have certain amounts of that. They provided the needles and said, go for it, guys. Uh, and frankly, you know, any kind of a substance 
that alters your mood, alters your thinking, your mind. They are all for it because that's how they control us. And this whole thing is about control. How else could they uh, oppress us if they don't get control of our minds? Because their greatest fear is that we will fight back. So with that in mind, Dr. Moon, how do you plan on proceeding to fight back in whatever way you can? Yeah, I just I wanted just to add the comment too that that I'm I'm in this fight because I look at the eyes of the children that come through my office and uh, we need to give them a bright and happy future. I, I I saw how my relatives lived under an oppressive government and I, I completely understand why my parents fled. It was it literally was a living hell, and and we can't do that to our nation's children. I I come back to the idea that you know if an ordinary pediatrician like 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 me if I can have all this rain down on me for simply speaking factual words at a Senate fact-finding hearing on my personal time off, then then we're doomed because our um, our system is so broken. You know, we 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 have physicians who have been essentially been asked to lie to the American public about the dangers of this product, and there's no recourse. There's no ability to speak out. So. So um, what we're doing is I've, I've, when one door closes, another one opens, right? And so we are launching medical freedom clinics initially in Florida, and then they will become uh, nationwide, we hope, very rapidly. We have a huge demand for that and uh, more to come on that. But if you want to reach me uh, at any point in the meantime, you can reach us, a large group of pediatricians at uh, pediatriciansspeakout at gmail.com. It's plural, pediatricians speak out at gmail.com. Okay, well, sounds good. Um, Dr. Dover, do you think that Dr. Moon will be successful uh, given the current system that we are under? In other words, uh, you know, having an alternate pathway for sound medicine. Is this going to fly, do you think? Uh, <laughs> everything is uh, a coin flip, right? I mean, or a crapshoot. It's. Uh, you, you just don't know. Uh, the way I look at life is it's like a football game and you keep hitting them with everything you got. You, you know, run up the middle, you go for a long bomb, whatever it might be. But sooner or later, you're going to break down those defenses. You're going to get a play through a big play through. And so that's the way I kind of approach things is that I just keep banging away, keep banging away. And, um, what I've tried to do is with my website, I've tried, and what I'm trying to do with others is I'm trying to just, first of all, uh, lend some type of support because when this happens to a doctor, um, the average doctor, and I'm not, you know, I'm not making determinations as to whether they're a good or a bad person. I'm just saying that when it happens to a doctor, this is incredibly destructive. It's because that's all that person's, uh, that's all they've ever been as a doctor. I mean, that's, that's what their character is. That's what their personality is. They're, they're a physician. And when that's taken away from them, then you end up with, you know, drugs, uh, divorces, uh, ruined lives, uh, and suicide. So the, the, the website that I put together, and we've already said what, what it is, people can go there. They can get a very good understanding of what's going on with physicians. They can see my story, but my story is just mostly something to illustrate what's going on. But they can see my federal documents, something I would highly recommend that people look at, whether physicians or not is the North Carolina Dental Board of Examiners versus the FTC 2015 Supreme Court decision. That's what needs to be wielded. If we could just get these damn courts to open up to it. Um, and I know that 
you know, at least five or six years ago, the assistant attorney general for the Department of Justice, and I don't recall his name, but he uh, uh, was in the he was the head of the antitrust division, and he actually wrote a letter, uh, a statement of support in regards to this company that the. Uh, Florida State Bar was suing in federal court. And what they did was they upheld that North Carolina Dental Board of Examiners decision, the uh, DOJ. Now, where they would stand at today, that's a totally different story. You know, that was a, a Trump era situation. Well, so it's an uphill battle. No yeah, doubt about okay. it until people wake up. Okay. Well, listen, Dr. Dober, um, I hate the message that you just conveyed, but um, you are speaking the absolute truth. And good people, I think that we need to really understand what we are up against here. I thank you both, Dr. Rainy Moon and Dr. Eric Dober. You guys, I, I so appreciate your courage, your patriotism, and your commitment to speaking the truth no matter the cost. And I know that you both have been through hell because you stood for the truth, because you dared to speak, even when nobody else would, and you did it for the sake of all good people who are the targets of a corrupt and wickedly evil government. You are an inspiration to every single one of us. Now, I, I want you listeners to really uh, explore their websites, Dr. Eric Dover, uh, Dr. Dover versus OMB uh, dot Weebly dot com. Please check him out. His email, by the way, is E-A-D-O-V-E-R-M-D at gmail.com. Please contact him. Don't be afraid to question them. Also, Dr. Rainy Moon, whose email is pediatricians speak out that's plural pediatricians speak out at gmail.com these people have good information they are tremendous resources and they are fighting the fight and i so appreciate that now we have the covid-19 man-made pandemic behind us, but it was a very powerful weapon used against us. It also was only a test case of what's to come, or so they said. Now, in my opinion, we failed that test miserably, and I think that's been brought out today. But in their eyes, the enemy's eyes, we passed the test with flying colors. We complied with masking. We complied with the lockdowns, the isolation, the shutting down of our schools and our churches. Basically, we stopped living because they told us to do so. How could we possibly have done it? Well, we did it. We failed miserably. And because the enemy saw that as being such a victory, such a success, they now are going to attempt to do the same thing all over again. I can only hope and pray that we have learned our lessons well. We are still under heavy attack, and even more so now. And the casualties already have been unspeakable. Many people are suffering. Many have already died, and many more will die. Because we did not have the wisdom or the courage to resist the enemy and to uphold our Constitution. The COVID scammers are going to terrorize us to the full extent that we allow, and they have renewed their vows to control us in every way possible. This is not ultimately about medicine. 
It's not about health. It's about stealing your soul, your entire life, and making America rubble. So we have a choice. We can curl up and die, which might happen, or we can actually fight for our freedom. It's going to be intense. I'll say it up front. Risks will come. Sacrifice is a given. But in the end, no sacrifice is too great to fight for what we know is God's standard, righteousness. That's what the Constitution is about. That is about our God-given rights. It is God's standard of righteousness. And therefore, let's also renew our own vows. Veterans, you took an oath to protect your Constitution. Do it. No expiration date. Christians, defend your faith. Protect the weak. Protect the children. Honor your family. Be a shield for them and all those who are incapable of protecting themselves. And patriots, would you please pledge allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands? This is a time for loyalty and for courage. We can take back America, and with God's help and through his providence, we shall. But only if we unite as one nation under God. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. Thanks for joining me today. Adieu.